welcome to the Find Your Best Future podcast. This is the podcast that helps international families make great decisions when it comes to choosing university courses. So Jeremy, who are we talking to today? Today we're going to be talking to Pabita Kista. Okay, and, and what are we going to be covering in the conversation? Well, Pabita is a student at University College Maastricht in the Netherlands, and she has been studying liberal arts and sciences program, and she has a lot of very interesting things to say about the advantages of taking such a program. And she also talks extensively about what it's like to study in the Netherlands as a foreign student. Wonderful. Let's get to it. Well, welcome along to our next video. For those of you who have seen my other videos, uh, you will notice that I'm in a new location here. This is my office, and, and I'm back to wearing my more conventional white shirt and blue tie, as some of you have probably seen before. And today, we're very fortunate to have Pabita Kister join us. Um, I don't want to say too much about Pabita's background, because I think it's much better that she introduces herself and explains to you where she goes to university. So over to you, Pabita. Hello everyone, I'm Pabita Kister. Um, I'm currently my last semester of my studies at the University College in Maastricht. Um, I started my studies, so in high school I was in the German public school in the gymnasium there. And in 2018, I applied um, to multiple liberal arts and sciences colleges in the Netherlands um, and chose to go to UCM for a variety of reasons, but I'm very happy that I chose to spend my three plus years um, in Maastricht. Okay, thank you, Pepita. Uh, you mentioned liberal arts and sciences. I mean, as some of our viewers might not be familiar with what a liberal arts and sciences program is. Could you perhaps give us a little bit of background or detail on that? So liberal arts and sciences is a program that is widely known, especially in the US and in the Netherlands. Me being a German also did not know anything about it um, before I was introduced to it a couple of years ago. So um, it's a bachelor program um, with the end of a bachelor of science or a bachelor of arts. Um, but the whole three years or sometimes more than three years, um, you have a variety of topics and subjects and concentrations that you can choose from. And um, each university has a different approach. At UCM, our approach is we have a course matrix where there are um, there's some structure in how your three years look like. There are some core courses you have to take. There are, um, you have to choose whether your, um, your studies are um, in one discipline. So in the sciences, social sciences or humanities or interdisciplinary, so two or more. Um, concentrations and then within those concentrations you have we have 150 plus courses that you can choose from and this is kind of how you set up your studies um, during the bachelor. What would you say are the advantages for a student in choosing a, a liberal arts and sciences program? So I know personally and also many of my um, student friends at UCM we all face the questions um, at the end of our um, high school time. Oh, what do you want to do with your life? What do you want to study? Um, do you already know what your strengths and weaknesses are? And for many of us, it was that we had many strengths and many interests and many fields of subjects we could see ourselves 
um, spending our whole life's work devoted to, um, but really choosing already at such a young age, I was 18 at that time, choosing already at that age what I wanted to do for the rest of my life seemed a bit daunting to me. So um, liberal arts and sciences kind of gave me this flexibility of um, further developing skills I already had, but also um, opened my eyes to possibilities I didn't even know existed before. So I highly recommend um, people that are maybe a little bit unsure of what they want to study, maybe want to try out different things um, before you venture into a very specific bachelor, try out liberal arts and sciences. Um, yeah, it might open your eyes to new opportunities you didn't even know of before also. So has this led to you discovering where your passion and your direction truly lies? So I have two answers to this. The first answer is one I normally give to my parents, which is <laughs> yes, I very much know what I want to study. Um, it's in the social and sustainable entrepreneurship side. I can see myself doing um, working in this field. And the second answer I would give is maybe more to my friends where I still know there's a little bit of uncertainty and um, yeah, so many different things that interest me. But I, I don't think you need to, um, at the end of your bachelor's, I don't think you need to have a concrete idea of what your next 30 years of uh, a profession will look like. All you need to know is what can you see yourself um, doing for maybe the next five years? What is something, some uh, information, some um, educational background that you can take with you to either your job or your master's? And for me, it was clearly social and sustainable entrepreneurship. So I know with that background, I will carry that into my next studies. So have you decided then what you're going to do your master's in or are you going to do a master's? I definitely will be doing a master's um, because I very much enjoy academia and I think there's a lot more that I would like to learn before I head into the job world. Um, and one of the courses I had was um, sustainable development. So I definitely think that I will be um, pursuing or I will definitely be pursuing a master's in sustainable development and maybe later on a second master in um, social and also sustainable entrepreneurship. Okay, we, we've talked quite a lot so far about your, your course at Maastricht, uh, the Liberal Arts and Sciences program and uh, the benefits of taking such a program. And um, we just touched on the fact that you're going to go and do a master's degree, but could we maybe backtrack a little bit? Um, could you talk about the differences between studying at school and studying at university? So the main differences I would see is in, of course, it always very much depends uh, on what university and what uh, school you had before. But for me, the main differences were um, how independently I was um, in a way encouraged and also forced to work, which um, for me was very, led to a lot of personal growth. So how you study at university is no longer um, monitored by anybody you really have to be the one to get yourself out of bed get yourself to the library get yourself learning keep checking all the deadlines and then also balancing this with um, a personal life a social life um, yeah the fact that you're um, treated as an adult comes with a lot of advantages so more freedom um, 
but also a lot of things that um, yeah force you to grow up and learn relatively quickly. You, you, you mentioned the sort of personal growth and personal development and social life. Um, I think high school students, those are the people, of course, listening to this interview, would be interested to learn about the whole lifestyle at university, then sort of the non-academic side. Uh, because I think it's right to say that most university students have a, a fairly normal sort of work routine, Monday to Friday, you, you go to lectures and you have your assignments and meetings and so on. But could you talk about the rest of university time or university life? Sure. Um, so uh, there are a couple of different things that the university college provides. Um, so um, there are um, associations by the university that you can join. So um, in the Netherlands, as is the case also in many um, uh, universities in the US, there is a whole um, university culture of associations or uh, fraternities, sororities, um, those kinds of things. So there are a lot of those in the Netherlands. I personally am not part of one, but I do know that that makes up a lot, a large part of um, social life for my um, student friends. Um, there are a lot of sports programs and I highly recommend, um, yeah, finding some kind of sports or um, some way to engage with people um, outside of university also. So that was, um, for example, I do a lot of badminton. So I was able to find a lot of friends outside of my university there. Uh, another way to interact with people outside is um, in Maastricht, for example, of course not during COVID, but there are a lot of um, like um, house parties or house welcomings or things like this. Um, and of course, um, in addition to the associations, the sports and um, house parties, for example, there are also student organizations. Um, so I myself am I'm also part of one, the Maastricht Entrepreneurs. So the Maastricht University also gives you a lot of flexibility. If you don't find a social environment that caters to your needs, you can also build your own. How important do you think it is to, to actually do, do extras? Because you can just go to university and you, you can go to lectures and turn in your assignments, but there are so many other opportunities to prepare yourself um, for your eventual entry into the world of work. And you just mentioned that the entrepreneurship. Um, do you, how much value do, do you think students should place on these opportunities? Should students really grasp them in order to sort of build up their resume or their CV? I definitely think so. I think that, um, I mean, on a personal side, but also looking into the future, um, engaging yourself in things outside of university can only benefit you. So on a personal level, I learned how to present myself. I learned social skills, networking skills, real life, um, real life examples that you would read about in books or um, things like this having a practical um, environment where you can test yourselves um, leads to a lot of personal growth, but also of course on the academic side or CV side, um, there are thousands of university students that are graduating. So find something that makes you unique, something that makes you stand out, shows um, the skills that you are talking about in your motivation letter, um, yeah, show that they actually, how you live them out. 
Um, can you describe a day in the life of a university student, a typical work day for you, you know, a day somewhere between Monday and Friday, for example? So I wake up normally at around eight o'clock. Uh, of course, every day I have different um, tutorial times, but an average day I wake up at eight o'clock, um, maybe go through my notes one last time and then head on to university. I normally end up being in a bit of a rush, but I think that's also part of the um, student life. What, um, so then, what, what, what's happened to breakfast? <laughs> I maybe grab a banana on the go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so normal student life then. <laughs> so this is the authentic experience of a university okay. student. Rushing, rushing to get to class. And then um, at UCM, for example, we have a very interesting a way of having our tutorials, which is PBL, so problem-based learning. So this is what we spend the next one and a half to two hours doing, finding a problem, our academic solutions to this, and then discussing it together as a group. Then after those one and a half hours, I head home. Sometimes I'm, my brain is so depleted from all the work we did that I just, um, do some mundane things like food shopping or something to get myself out of this um, study bubble that I currently find myself in. Then I have a little bit of something to eat. Um, and in the evening, I normally meet up with the people in my house. So I live in a house with nine other people and we sometimes have dinner together and go over what we, what fun or horrible things happen during school. And then in the evening, I do some um, reading that I need for the following day. So um, when, when you have assignments to produce, written assignments, do you, do you tend to do those in the evenings or the weekends? Or, or how, how does that work out? So one thing that I learned, especially in my last year, was the assignment deadline. I always move it up by three days. So in my calendar, it's three days earlier. And that's normally during a weekend day. This way I have no chance of missing the deadline. So it's normally like uh, last week I had one on Sunday. So I take the beginning of the week to gather all my notes in the middle of the week to like put it into bullet points. And then I have from Friday, the whole day, um, Saturday, Sunday to finish my assignments. But starting early is really key. Otherwise you end up rushing things and it's not the best work that you can produce. And what would happen if a student fails to make the deadline, fails to upload their assignment? So it really depends on the reason for which you fail to um, upload it. So if there is a personal issue that came up, so health-wise or a family emergency or things like this, you are always um, free to reach out to your tutor or course coordinator to explain them the situation. And if they see that the reason you gave is valid, then you can be granted an ex um, a deadline extension. Um, they are, however, quite strict with this. So I would never bet on getting a deadline extension. It's always best to plan a few days um, in advance um, to meet your deadlines. Um, what, what do you think, um, looking back a little bit to when you were a grade 12 student, um, what is it you wish you'd known then uh, that you know now? So what I wish I knew then and what I know now. Um, 
do you mean like a, a skill that probably, I learned? Probably, yes. Yeah. Okay. So I would say taking care of myself, which is, I think many university students experience this. So um, for example, I live alone in a house with nine people, but most of the day I spend alone. So finding a good balance of pushing yourself, but also taking care of yourself. That's something I did not necessarily have in high school. Another skill I learned was how to do my washing correctly, which is also something most high school students don't really know. Um, yeah, and also one, one important thing I also learned was the importance of doing things correctly. So I know in high school, many of us would really the focus lay on getting good grades or passing certain courses, but doing things correctly on the long run um, is more fulfilling for yourself, but also, um, yeah, it, it builds you, you and your character. So learning to do things, not cutting corners, doing all your readings, really preparing in advance. That's something I also learned um, at university. Okay, still sort of looking back to the time when you were in grade 12 and, you know, addressing students watching this video who are probably 11th or 12th graders, the final two years in school. What are the important things that a high school student should be thinking about when they're looking around and trying to select which university to go to? Because there's just a huge choice out there. So I would say um, one thing definitely... Um, find out what your real interests are. So not necessarily what your parents say um, you would be good at or what your friends say, that would be fun to do, but really uh, what inspires you, what gives you energy, what things would you read up on in your spare time or um, also really understand your reasons for wanting to go to university. So of course there are other routes you can take, but really, um, taking time to truly decide that university is the direction you want to go. So your strength and your motivation for university, but then also um, platforms like this or other platforms where you're, you might be introduced to study programs you might not necessarily know of. I did not know about liberal arts and sciences before a family friend introduced it. So I highly recommend also looking outside of your direct bubble of context, seeing what other countries um, yeah, offer and also um, maybe reading up on different, um, um, yeah, so those two things I would say, yeah. Uh, now you obviously chose to go to the University of Maastricht uh, in the Netherlands. What was it that attracted you particularly about that university and, and also that country? So as I mentioned before, I'm from, from Germany, from Düsseldorf, which is pretty close to Maastricht. And I knew I wanted to study in a place that was not all too far away. So if something happened, I needed help, uh, I would be home within a day and it would not be um, too much of a hassle to get back home. So that already kind of limited my geographic location. Then I also knew that I wanted to study in English. So even though I'm fluent in German and I enjoy the language, something about the English language just felt more comfortable to me. So that again, um, yeah, limited my search to um, England and to uh, the Netherlands. I also knew that um, I wanted to study something 
that um, gave me flexibility. And um, this is also when I then heard of the University College in Maastricht, um, among other liberal arts and sciences colleges in the Netherlands. Um, and I really was drawn to this idea of um, developing your academic disciplines throughout those three years and not already having to determine it at the very beginning. So that's when I knew I wanted to do liberal arts and sciences. Um, I applied to numerous universities and um, I chose Maastricht University because it was one of the oldest liberal arts and uh, sciences colleges in the Netherlands. Um, I love the city. So this is maybe also another tip for people looking for universities. Look at the city. If you um, if it's if you're an introvert and you don't necessarily like going out and you're going to a big town, that might not necessarily be something for you. I love the coziness of Maastricht, so that was another reason I chose it. I love the PBL approach to learning, so that's another reason. Yeah, so those uh, decisions event eventually led me to choosing UCM. And what aspects of Dutch culture have you adopted? Uh, or what are your favorite Dutch things? So this is uh, an interesting question because um, when I first moved to the Netherlands, I was really hoping to emerge myself into the Dutch culture. But because Maastricht, uh, I think it's nearly 40% students and we all stay among ourselves, my exposure to the Dutch culture has been limited. There are, however, some fun things that I love about Dutch culture, which is, for example, Carnival. Um, so it's really um, the way uh, Carnival is, is part of, it's nearly half a year of uh, building up to the excitement of Carnival and then the other half really living it out. So dressing up, uh, going out, really having, elaborate um, parades in, this, in the um, town. I also love the fact that in um, Maastricht, but in the Netherlands as a whole, um, the authority of bikes on the roads, getting everywhere, it's all very closely knit. Um, the, yeah, so the bike culture, I also have grown to really like. Um, and of course, the typical Dutch food that you get is in every street corner in Maastricht. Um, so the I also, yeah, like stroopwafel or pancakes or this, it's, it's really become a tradition with me and my friends to um, have pancakes every Friday. So that way we also get a little bit of the Dutch culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that you're studying in English. Um, have you actually learned any anything of the Dutch language, any words or phrases, or can you speak it? I can I can speak it to the extent that when I'm in the supermarket, I can ask uh, where the carrots are or where uh, or if I can pay with card. But um, sadly, I have not. I've focused more on developing the language languages I already knew, like Spanish and French but not done any um, Dutch um, language courses. There is, however, the opportunity for those that want to learn Dutch to um, do a language um, course in um, UM. I presume it's very easy just to be a student there and only speak English and you don't really need to speak the Dutch language. Yeah. Yeah. So finally, uh, Pavita, do you have any tips, any final thoughts or tips for the students uh, watching this video? So some of the tips I mentioned before already. So one of them is 
when you're applying to a university, really look into the city. If the city is something that you you feel um, comfortable in, um, the location, if it's far or close to your home. Um, so those things um, also, um, the housing situation. So I know from my experience in Maastricht, it's really, it's better to start early so that you have a lot of options. If you wait until two months before your university program starts, it's quite likely that there's a shortage of housing or you can't choose the one you really like and having a nice place to go back to at the end of a stressful uni day is key in, um, yeah, in your social life, but also academic life being able to recuperate well. Um, also choosing if you want to live alone or with other people, that's a big choice to make. Um, so that all goes into housing. Um, and any final tips? With the motivation letter, for example, I found um, that really highlighting the facts that made me a unique candidate. So um, drawing back on personal stories, or on um, experiences in my life that were not all um, academic, uh, really highlighting those things that make me unique or international or really fit into the model um, that is described at the on the university page. Um, so that I think is also important. Um, and yeah, on a very final note, which is also goes back to my choice of liberal arts and sciences, taking your time into finding the study you want to do. Um, so starting early with that search and being open for new and different um, options, such as liberal arts and sciences. I really enjoyed Pepita's uh, interview. What were your main takeaways from the chat? I think uh, she really flags up the, uh, the flexibility and breadth of a liberal arts and sciences program and how it can really offer students who perhaps while they're still in school are not too sure about which direction they want to go. I mean, Pavita herself was one of these students when she was in high school, um, but during the three, three and a half years she's been studying in Maastricht, she has found her, her passion, her direction. And she has just started studying for her master's degree at one of Britain's top universities. University of St. Andrews in Scotland, where she's doing a master's degree in sustainability and entrepreneurship. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe and share the Find Your Best Future podcast. <laughs>